Barbara, don't let her upset you. It's not worth it. If she wants to make a fool of herself, that's her business. Oh, I could kill her. Today, of all days. Our silver wedding, and she has to spoil it. I've a sit-down meal for 60 people. How am I going to face them? What am I going to say? Where's your mother, Barbara? Is she not well? Uh, she's away. Oh, on holiday? No, she's on a honeymoon in Bridlington. God, I don't believe it. She's 82. She's no business getting married at her age. It's disgusting. And as for him, Lionel Fanshawe from Fanshawe's Green Grocers. I don't know what he thinks he's playing at. Dad'll be turning in his grave. I'll be the laughingstock of the ladies' circle. Oh, how could she? Lionel Fanshawe of all people. He's nearly 90. He can hardly walk. I never liked him. He's got piggy eyes. Never trust a man with piggy eyes. Mind you, you can hardly see them behind his bifocals. He must have had his piggy eyes on her for years. Well, if it's money he's after, he's made a big mistake there. Unless you count her pension and the £12 she won at bingo last month. No wonder she insisted on getting all her fruit and veg from Fanshawe's instead of the supermarket. She's thrown herself away for an extra pound of golden delicious and a mouldy old cauliflower. I mean, it isn't even as if they were a high-class fruiterers. You try asking for kiwi fruit or avocados. They look at you as if you're from another planet. She's just this minute phoned from Bridlington Station. I thought you'd like to know. Lionel and I've got married. I mean... What do you say? Congratulations? What a surprise? More like, what for? I said, how long's this been going on? Apparently, it all started on the over-sixties trip last April. But, Mum, you hardly know him. Don't be so ridiculous. I've known Lionel Fanshawe for years. How do you know you're suited? After all, it's one thing buying a couple of pounds of King Edwards from somebody for the last 20 years. It's quite another to share your life with them. Not to mention your bed. We'll rub along. It'll be nice to have some company. Besides, at our age, we can't afford to hang about. Can't afford to hang about. And why a registry office wedding? It's so demeaning. I thought you'd be pleased. Especially as we decided to do it on your silver anniversary. We're sorry to miss the party, but we'll have a joint celebration next year. Lionel sends his love. Bye. What do you do? She's past the age of consent. I can hardly stop her. You don't expect this kind of aggravation at my age. It's worse than when Lorraine was a teenager. You'd think I could at least enjoy my silver wedding. But oh no, I have to be upstaged by love's young dream. My mother and Lionel Fanshawe. Oh, what do I call him?
Oh, she's got another think coming if she thinks I shall call him Dad. I suppose it'll have to be Lionel. Slimy, Fanshawe. That's what we called him when we were kids. Oh, it just doesn't bear thinking about. Slimy Fanshawe is my stepfather. Oh, no. That means I'm related to his moronic son, Dave, and that dreadful wife, Marjorie. Not to mention their children. Haley from the fish shop, and that lout Damien, the mechanic. I shall just die of embarrassment if anyone finds out. If? <laughs> when? Lionel Fanshawe will be moving into the bungalow with Mum. That'll set the curtains twitching in Washington Avenue, and before you know it, it'll be all over town. How I shall face Doreen Smythe, President of the Ladies' Circle, I cannot imagine. Nobody could call me a snob. But Tony and I have worked hard to get where we have. We like things to be nice. You only have to look at the house to see that. Taste is important, especially when you entertain clients at home. God alone knows what Tony will say when he hears. And I shall have to tell him. Well, if I don't, somebody else is bound to. And I wouldn't want to give them the satisfaction. There are some very envious people out there. They can't bear it when they see you doing well. You wouldn't believe the snide comments when we put in for planning permission for the conservatory and the patio. That's Sonia Greenwood from next door. I could have killed her. I suppose you got the plans passed because Tony has some influence with the planning department, seeing as he's a bricky. I'll give her a bricky. He's a building consultant. Hargreaves have been awarded some of the most prestigious contracts in this town. Tony is a member of the Rotary Club, which is more than can be said for her husband. Oh, he's a workaholic, is Tony. <laughs> Even today he's gone out. He had a phone call this morning, first thing. Said it was urgent. Some problem with an extension in Granville Road. Would have been nice to have had a quiet day, just the two of us. I keep telling him he's got to slow down. He's not a young man anymore. Well, none of us are. <laughs> young, I mean. He never listens, though. I said to him the other night, why do you have to bring your work home? You're in the office from half past seven in the morning until half past seven at night, six days a week. You come in, bolt your dinner, disappear into your study in front of that wretched computer, then crawl into bed at God knows what time. I never see you. Stop moaning, he says. Where do you think the money comes from? This silver wedding is going to cost a small fortune. The only reason we can afford to live the way we do is because I work as hard as I do. If you don't like it, you go out and earn the money. Put up or shut up. <laughs> I expect he was tired. I'll give him a ring, see where he is. Oh, voicemail. I'll try the office. Janet, it's Mrs Hargreaves. Is my husband there? He's not. Could you give him a message when he comes in? Remind him. I said, remind him that we... Oh, 
forget it. Just ask him to call me at home. Yes, he's got the number. He lives here. Thank you. Bye. I don't know where he finds them, these girls. Thick as two short planks. <laughs> I know what he'll do. Six o'clock, he'll turn up, throw on his evening suit, no time for a shower or a shave, and say, I'm here, aren't I? What are you making such a fuss about? <laughs> I suppose after 25 years I should know him by now. Mind you, it was the same on our wedding day. It, he was late. <laughs> I thought he wasn't going to turn up. There was I with seven bridesmaids like Snow White and the seven bloody dwarves and no Tony. Dad was going spare. I'll swing for him. I've spent good money on ham tea for 40 people. Then Cousin Maureen turns round, giggling, looking like one of those plump pink fondant fancies in her bridesmaid's dress. Perhaps he's changed his mind, Barbara. She always was a sly cow. I didn't want her for a bridesmaid, but Mum insisted. It's a family tradition. You were a bridesmaid for your Auntie Kathleen. It's only fair that her daughter is a bridesmaid for you. Thank you, Mum. I notice you managed to break the family tradition today. Not that I'd wish Maureen's daughter Susan on anyone as a bridesmaid. Oh, all that piercing. I hated my wedding. It was all done on the cheap. I even had a second-hand wedding dress. Oh, and as for the reception, bottled beer and a slice of greasy ham with a couple of limp lettuce leaves in the back room of the star. I made up my mind then that things were going to change. And they have. That's why tonight is important to me. And nobody, not even my mother and Lionel Fanshaw, are going to spoil it. I've got a fabulous dress from that designer shop, Cornucopia, on North Street. Cream silk, high neck, sleeveless, very fitted, long, of course, as its black tie, with a low draped back and very fine gold embroidery down the front. I daren't tell Tony how much it cost. And, of course, I have to get shoes and bag to match. Still, what's the point of pickling your money? I think I'm owed something after 25 years. I remember Mum saying to me just after Lorraine was born that she couldn't believe the number of couples who were divorcing. I said I can't believe the number of couples who were still together. I suppose the money's helped. Mind you, we've worked for it. I did hairdressing for years. Could have opened my own salon, but Tony needed extra help in the office and if I went in for the odd couple of hours, it was tax deductible. So I did that for a few years until he could afford to pay someone full time. Oh, that reminds me. Simon will be popping in at five to blow dry me. I'd better finish my nails and get this face mask off. <laughs> you think you've got so much time, but before I turn round, it'll be six o'clock. This business with mum, it's put me all behind. Well, at least the catering's taken care of. I phoned the Metropole and everything is under control. The flowers for the table decorations have been delivered and they've got the seating plan. Oh, that was a headache, I can tell you. If it had been up to me, this would have been a do for friends only. And for family, we could have had an afternoon tea here or a barbecue. 
It's not that I'm ashamed of my family or Tony's. It's just, well, to be honest, I'm not sure how comfortable they'll feel at a sit-down do at the Metropole, especially black tie. I said to Tony, I'm only thinking of them. But he put his foot down. I'm not having two separate do's. One's bad enough. They either come to the Metropole or we forget the whole damn thing. I see his point. But honestly, who do I sit next to Auntie Kathleen? All she talks about are her operations and how it's a miracle she's still alive. You won't believe this, but she wears a badge that says, Do not resuscitate. I said, Surely you don't mean it. Oh, yes, I do. Last time they resuscitated me, it nearly killed me. Then there's Tony's brother Peter. Drinks like a fish, chats up anything in a skirt and then passes out. I mean, you see my problem. Still, I think it's sorted. I've put both families together and told them to be sparing with the drink at that table. And no beer. I was absolutely firm on that. It's champagne cocktails before dinner, wine with the meal, then a glass of champagne with the toast. Nobody drinks beer with a meal these days. It just doesn't go. We're starting off with avocado and prawns in a rosemary sauce, followed by fillet of salmon, new potatoes and peas, and for dessert there's a choice, raspberry pavlova or chocolate mousse, then coffee and petite fours. It's a very similar menu to the one Doreen Smythe had for her daughter's wedding, and that was a lovely do. People have been invited at 7 for 7.30, with carriages at 11. You have to set a limit, otherwise people will be there all night drinking you dry, and I said no gifts. Well, we don't need anything, and I find it such a headache trying to find an original silver wedding gift. Generally, you'll find you're awash with silver photo frames, and there are some very tasteless gifts about. It's safer, especially as far as family are concerned, to simply say no gifts. Friends have sent flowers and cards, but then those are always welcome. I haven't had anything from Tony yet. I expect he's waiting until tonight. I bought him a card and I've got him a pair of very smart silver cufflinks, which I'll give him just before we leave. We had a greetings telegram from Lorraine. Uh, she can't be here, unfortunately. It's her busy season. She's a travel rep in Spain. Up to her ears in package tours. She loves the job, but uh, wouldn't suit me. All those screaming kids with sunburn and people complaining about the food and the accommodation. You get what you pay for, I'm afraid, and if you take a cheap package, well, what do you expect? Oh, where is Tony? This is getting beyond a joke. It's nearly five o'clock. Oh, at last. Tony, do you know what the time is? Where are you? Bridlington. What are you doing in Bridlington? You'll never get back in time. What do you mean? Don't be so silly. In two hours' time, we've 60 people coming to a dinner for our silver wedding. I, I can't cancel it. 
It's been planned for months. I've got a new dress and... I don't believe you. If this is some kind of joke, Tony, I don't find it funny. You bastard. You fucking bastard. After all I've done for you. After 25 years. Well, I hope you've got a good lawyer because I shall screw you for every penny I can. He's left me. Gone off to Bridlington with Sonia Bloody Greenwood. Perhaps he'll bump into Mum and Lionel Fanshawe. What is it about Bridlington? I ate sod in Bridlington. I always have. Well, I suppose being jilted on your silver wedding anniversary is a bit different. He always had a lousy sense of timing. I'm not cancelling it. I said nobody was going to spoil it for me, and I meant it. Oh, that'll be Simon. I'd better get a move on. I don't want to be late. I shan't say anything. If anyone asks, Mum and Tony are in Bridlington. There's no need to say why. After all, it's not every day you have a silver wedding. Silver Wedding was written and performed by Fizz Marcus at Quinn Studios with Matt Walters for the Wireless Theatre Company.